The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 592 of Cognitive Dissonance, Cecil. Yeah. And I, I was trying to think, Cecil, normally, like, I've got some, some like, pithy little intro or some story that's, like, sure. really grabbed a hold of me this week. But uh, I don't. No? <laughs> I don't, man. Well, I've, been, I've been voraciously reading the news like I always do. And, like, there's a lot of shit to talk about for sure. But I, I like, I, I was thinking, like, well, we should, we should definitely circle back to Afghanistan. And I thought, no. Well... I don't know that I have anything intelligent left to add to that. It looked like analysis. ISIS is doing that right now for us. They're circling oh, back God. to Afghanistan. I know. I saw that today, um, this afternoon. Yeah. So they yeah. did that and today. They blew up a, a bunch of stuff out in front today, out in front of that airport. And uh, again, we get another dumb vow from a president. I vow to, to oh, take gonna, out the people I'm who did this. And you're like, I'm like, dude, the people who did it blew themselves up. Like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, they well, killed themselves. Put them back I know, together. I understand what he's saying, but like, right. seriously, yeah. that's a dumb thing to say. And it's also, again, it, 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 it harkens back to what we were talking about last time. We were talking about the Hawks in the Democratic Party. They've got to play like they're so tough gotta, about yep. all this stuff. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you in every hint house, outhouse, you know, everybody's yep, yep. got to do the Tommy Lee Jones speech and you just, and it gets tiresome after a while. I just, I, I, I understand that, you know, there, there's so many things that could have gone differently and, and probably better in Afghanistan, especially with the withdrawal. They probably could have done a such better job than they did with this withdrawal. They did a terrible job. Um, as from everything I'm reading, they did, they did a lot of bad things. Um, I think that there were- Never trust with, people when they say they're going to yeah. pull out. No. <laughs> Never trust when they say they're going to pull out. Maybe that goes well. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I mean, you look at the, it's about 20% of the time that's, that ends in tragedy. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing's been great and, and we've been dealing with this, you know, they, and, and, you know, you've got to call out the bullshit when you see it on your side too. Absolutely. And, yep. And you know, when, when you see people do stuff that you would have criticized other people for, you've got to remember that you would have criticized them if it was that other person's skin that was doing it. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, 
We already, the war on terror is a bull, was a bullshit idea from the bullshit. moment we announced yeah. it, right? Yeah. Every single war on an idea that we have ever waged, we have yeah. lost. Sure. We lost. There was a war on poverty. Well, how'd that go? There was a war on drugs. Crush that. You yeah. know, there, there's a war on, on terrorism. Well, I, it, none of those work. None of them have ever worked. We, we use the wrong tools exclusively to fight sure. all of those wars. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, pulling out of Afghanistan, regardless of whether or not it was the right decision, regardless of whether or not the withdrawal, the fact that there has been this terrible, murderous terrorist attack is neither surprising, yeah, nor will it be helped by reprisals. Reprisals are not going to make any of us safer. They're just not. We, we've, we've played the tit-for-tat game. We've played the reprisals game. And we're not learning the lesson that, like, bloodlust doesn't help anybody. That's not the answer. It feels good in the moment. You know, you bloody my nose, I'll blacken your eye. Feels good in the moment. But it hasn't yielded positive political consequences that I'm aware of. Jensen? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been calling you Johnson and Johnson all this time. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But your name is Jensen? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. So your name is Jansen, Johnson, and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So this story comes from NPR.org, and this is this is pretty interesting. This is um, readers sharing letters inspired by um, vaccine-hesitant family members. So these are pretty heartfelt, and they're very telling. There's a couple of them that are shared on this, and I thought I thought these were great. This one is a letter from Alicia Lynn Caton in Puerto Natales, Chile, to her father in the U.S. It goes... Dear Father, I want to urge you to get vaccinated. First, for yourself, because you're at high risk at 66 years old and because you have diabetes and have lost two toes due to bone infections that were not treatable. Second, I urge you to get vaccinated for your grandkids in the U.S., whom are, you are around almost every day, and not to mention your great-grandchild who was just born months ago. You are a mentor and role model to them each day. How are you teaching them to care for themselves and for others if you won't get vaccinated? How are you teaching them to trust science and modern medicine by believing myths or conspiracies surrounding the vaccine? How is that information more valuable than science and statistics? How could you trust vaccines from my generation or yours, but not now? Your granddaughter and I will be coming home soon after three years living in Chile. You will finally get to spend some incredible time with her. She's so excited. She wakes up talking about you and her trip to see you. I'm scared because of the new Delta variant. I know there's a possibility that this trip could be canceled due to it. I am hurt that you won't think about yourself and others and get vaccinated. I'm scared that you could expose Mia or that we could expose you after traveling so far. I'm trying to take every precaution necessary, but I would hope that you do the same for yourself and for your grandchildren. Please get vaccinated. Please think about protecting yourself and others, your family, friends, neighbors, the vaccine is free and readily available. The United States has some of the best vaccines that have been developed. How could you not appreciate this and take advantage of a privilege not all have? We got vaccinated as soon as it was available here in Puerto Natales because I knew it was what I had to do for myself, my daughter, and the people around me. I never doubted the quality of the vaccine or worried about anything unusual that so many people believe. It's just a pinch. <laughs> I love this because we had we had gotten a message, Tom, a while back about what do you say to people? Yeah. And really, 
you know, there's nothing that you can say, I think, that is going to change people's minds. In the last week, we recently got the uh, the approval, full approval from the FDA. So the FDA stopped the emergency use approval and they said full approval for Pfizer, 100% approval for anybody who is above 18 16. years old, I think, 16. 16. Anybody who's a yep. 16 or older, full approval from the FDA. That means that many places in the United States are going to be able to issue this vaccine as a mandate. So if you if you're in the army, for instance, or uh, armed services of any kind, you're going to be required to get the vaccine. Uh, if you work at a place, you can be required to get it because there's no more there's no more corners for you to hide in. You can't you right. can't use something as a way to push it away and say no, I I don't have to take it. And so now they're requiring it in many different places. And there was many people who were you know, using that as a crutch, using that as a way to say, well, hey, it's just emergency use. It's just emergency use. Well, now that it's gone- I'm not going to be your guinea pig. Yep. And now that it's gone, Tom, you see that they're immediately moving the goalposts. They're immediately, you know, just changing their tune. But as you start to take away these things and make it more and more difficult for them to hide, the lazy people who really didn't care too much about the arguments to begin with, but were probably just lazy are going to get vaccinated. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you'll have- incentives like, fuck, you know, I don't believe, I don't believe in not getting vaccinated as much as I, in order to lose my job. There will be some people, there will be some people who have some kind of misinformation based principle involved. Right. But most people, when, when push comes to shove, they will back down most of them, not all. So it will make a real big difference. It will make a really substantive difference. I also think, you know, I, I'll tell a story about about my work. So today, as a matter of fact, we've started having pushback from some of our customers, some of our clients um, who said, we only want you to send your people to us if they're vaccinated. And up until very recently, we've had, we have a very hands-off vaccination, don't ask, don't tell sort of policy in my work. But customers are beginning to demand this. So it doesn't matter what area of business you're in. At some point, customers are not going to want to congregate in your spaces. They are not going to want um, you to send your employees to their home to work on their car, to show up and do it. People are going to demand this. The market incentives will make this a more onerous place to live if you are unvaccinated. And we are at a place where the numerical majority of people are vaccinated. It's a slim majority, but the numerical majority of people are vaccinated. So I don't think for very long we will be held hostage by this tyranny of misinformed minority. I don't. I think the dollars at some point, you know, like when it happened today at work, I realized, and it was a, it was a big customer, it was an institutional customer. So like when this big institutional customer said, you can't send your people to our to our customers if they're not vaccinated immediately i have to know who's vaccinated i have to create a system to find out that there's a whole series of triggers and now all of a sudden hey i'm not getting any business anymore well you're not vaccinated i yep. can't send you out i can't send you to that customer i can't give you work i can't contract with you any longer the dollars and cents now are are really going to start to drive some of that recalcitrance down. I, I well, really believe that. And and you know you're you're hearing some some insurance companies like you suggested a long time ago are starting to pull away 
from paying for people who have not been vaccinated. So yeah, if you're good. not vaccinated, they're not going to they're not going to pay for your COVID treatments because you did not do the things you needed to do to yep. try to protect yourself. And yep. you know, I'm not talking again, I'm not talking about people who can't get vaccinated. I'm people talking about people who choose not to get vaccinated. Yep. Those people who choose not to get vaccinated and could be vaccinated, they are making a dangerous choice. And just as if I were a guy who happened to be a four-pack smoker a day, I would have a damned hard time getting life insurance. Same thing happens if you're a guy who chooses not to get the vaccine. You're going to yep. have a hard time with your insurance company because they yep. they they play off risk and they know the risks and they're realizing that they're going to get they're going to get fucked if they keep covering people who are who are willfully stupid when it comes to whether or not they're going to get the vaccine. Let's celebrate by taking more drugs. Now we just have to solve the drug crisis in America. Easy. We'll take them all. Yes! <laughs> so, fuck. This story comes from the Rolling Stone. The FDA is begging you not to take horse dewormer for COVID-19. This is from, I gotta read, this is what the FDA has on their fucking website. You are not a horse. You are not a cow. The Food and Drug Administration said about using the drug that hosts on Fox News have been pushing. This needs to be illegal. Yeah. Cecil, this, at yeah. this point, after the hydroxychloroquine nightmare, these fucking assholes who can just get on their fucking soapbox and declare without a goddamn shred of evidence that some drug or drug combination or supplement or whatever is the cure for what fucking ails you. Yeah. Who the fuck is Tucker Carlson to say, take ivermectin? Who the yeah. fuck is Sean Hannity to say, take ivermectin? Get the fuck out of here. Get the actual fuck out of here. And because they've been reporting about possible benefits of ivermectin as a, uh, as a potential treatment for COVID, people are like, well, ivermectin, I can get that at the fucking local feed store because that's what you give. Like, that's what I give to my horse. That's what I give to a cow. And they go home and they take that. I don't know, man. I've been pretty fat in my life, but I've never weighed as much as a horse. <laughs> or a cow, right? Of course. <laughs> you know, Holy shit. One thing I want to point out too, I found a story that says, and here's, I'm just going to read the headline. It's from Variety. Um, the headline is, Fox News requires employees to report vaccination status, mandates masks for workers in confined spaces. So I just want to I just want to say like Fox News is a fucking liar, right? Yeah, of You're course. a fucking liar. Yeah. All those people have been vaccinated. They've done all that work and they've done all that stuff behind the scenes. None of them are out there promoting the vaccine. They're all promoting vaccine hesitancy instead. And they're saying, you know, you just got to think about it. And then they're also talking about this ivermectin, which like you said, is a fucking, a, a dewormer. But what makes me crazy too is I also looked up on the site. So ivermectin is made, the, the human drug is made by Merck, okay? Mm -hmm. And so here's a statement on Merck's website, right? This is on their website. They say, Merck, known as MSD outside the United States and Canada, today affirms its position regarding the use of ivermectin during the COVID-19 pandemic. Company scientists continue to carefully examine the findings of all available merging studies of ivermectin for the treatment of COVID-19 for evidence of efficacy and safety. It is important to note that to date, our analysts have identified 
no scientific basis for potential therapeutic effect against COVID-19 for all preclinical studies, no meaningful evidence for clinical activity or clinical clinical efficacy oh in God. patients with COVID-19 disease, and a concerning lack of safety in the majority of the studies. And that's so, from the people who would benefit from selling it. These are people who are fucking, they own the drug. They right. have the drug. They could make a lot of money saying, yeah, man, hey, you know what cures COVID is cognitive dissonance downloads, guys. <laughs> All those you know what cures COVID is using Gloria checkout at adamandeve.com. That'll you cure know, COVID, guys. For every five patrons, we'll cure one COVID. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, like there's so for, for, there's yeah. so much reason for them to to try to be like, but come on, really? Is are you sure, guys? Are you right. sure, guys? Or just and be quiet. On, if, yeah, If they were just silent. Even on their website, it says it. Yep. And the other thing I want to touch on too is all the people out there that are taking these other... Okay, so first the people who are refusing the vaccine. You're a fucking liar if you're refusing the vaccine and you get sick because every single one of these people who refuses the vaccine and they get sick, they don't go on Google and try to figure out what's wrong with them. They don't go on fucking like, they don't go to goop and order more fucking herbal stuff. They go oh. to the fucking emergency room. They go to the ICU and they take the medicine that we find the same fucking medicine. It's the same medicine, man. It's the same fucking medicine. Whether it's fucking given to you beforehand or given to you afterward, it's the same fucking medicine. You're just a liar before when your fucking life isn't in danger. You're a fucking liar. And the same thing happens with these fucking ivermectin losers who take this fucking, they take fucking fucking aquarium cleaner and they take fucking horse dewormer <laughs> and they get fucking sick, Tom. And then they fucking, they, who do they call? They don't fucking call the vet. They don't go look on fucking pet MD. They call the fucking doctor <laughs> and they call the fucking poison control and they get fucking better, man. What the yep. fuck? You're a liar. You're a goddamn liar. When it matters, you fucking care and you call the right person. Yep. Yeah, they, right every like, fucking time. Cecil, Cecil, I'm super sick. I'm going to ask the doctor what to do. Doctor, what do I do? Well, you should have taken the vaccine. That's what they're all saying. They're yeah, saying exactly. don't show up. So why is their advice good advice when you're sick, but it's bad advice when you're well? Right. That's right. fucking nonsense. Well, uh, if I get sick, I'll go to the doctor. Why? They're full of shit. These people all think that the doctor's only thing they can do is like fix broken limbs and shit. So when it right. comes to helping them breathe and they have to fucking put that bicycle pump in them, that's a physical <laughs> thing. So they, yeah, they think, believe oh, in that stuff. They right. believe yeah. in it because it's a physical yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it's true. They a, believe in the mechanical. Yeah, then the mechanical shit. And I'm not making that up and I'm not trying to be funny, right? I'm not trying to make a joke at somebody's expense. You know, they, they're dying. I understand it. They're also horribly misinformed. They're being lied to left and right. Some yeah. of these people don't deserve to die because they were, they just didn't, they weren't thinking critically. I get that. But at the same time, man, there's so many people out there that are pushing this and this is killing people. And it's not just killing one person. It's just killing two people. There's people in the fucking hallways of fucking hospitals right now. Look at every single one of these fucking places on the map that have had these lax reductions and no vaccinations. And they're as high as they've ever been with COVID cases. Florida has outpaced any of their previous COVID cases. 
uh, Alabama, Louisiana, outpaced Texas. all their their previous COVID cases. Texas is creeping up on their previous COVID cases, the highest that they've been, all over the, the map where there's fewer vaccinations. And it's because we've been lying about these vaccinations. Even Trump this last week tried to talk to a crowd about vaccinations and he got, he got booed. booed. He got booed in Alabama when he's, and, they, and then he had a kind of like in the moment wishy-washy walk it back a little bit. Like, ah, if you don't want to take it, you got your freedoms, respect your freedoms, but ah, maybe you should take it. And yeah, he got fucking booed. Yeah. He can't control the fucking genies out of the bottle. No. That guy, that guy started this fucking train of disinformation and doubt and shitting on science at exactly the wrong point. At, at the fucking, at this fucking inflection point of history, he had one opportunity, one golden opportunity to instill and, and buttress the faith of, of, of the citizenry in science and he fucking shat on it and cast yep. doubt on it the yep. whole fucking time. Like yeah. the, in, in Texas, it's important. Like I, I read a thing in Texas, Governor Abbott is importing hundreds of healthcare workers into Texas to make up for like their shortage, right? So they're importing from other states nurses, doctors, respiratory techs. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have what? a friend who's going down there, yeah. That's fucking, that's reducing. If there's somebody in a, that's one less in your area. Yep. So if you get sick, if you have a fucking heart attack, guess what? There's less nurses for you. And I will say, and this is anecdotal, so take it for what it is, but my wife and I have been to the emergency room no less than 11 times since December of 2020. So she's been sick. We've been in the emergency room 11 times this year. When we started going to the emergency room, Cecil, we'd walk in, they'd see her fairly quickly and they'd have her back in a room in minutes. We'd be back there within minutes, never waited. The other night we waited five hours before they had us back in a room. We overheard the, uh, the, the we were there like three times in four days, but like the, the day before that, we waited several hours. I want to say two, two and a half hours. And both of those, they commented that that wait time has gone up in the last month, month and a half dramatically. And it's not because Illinois is so many COVID cases. Part of it is because those people are leaving their jobs here to go somewhere else. Yes, Yes. It affects everyone's care. It's not just your neighborhood because you've got a million COVID cases. It's a fucking neighborhood that all did the right thing. And now when someone comes in and they're sick, they're waiting. Someone had a heart attack, they're waiting. Everybody's healthcare suffers. It's not just Alabama and Mississippi and Florida and Texas. It's fucking Massachusetts because yep. they're sending the their people, man. Yep. It's all the people. Everyone it's all the pe eats yep. shit. Yeah, That's Everybody what public loses. health is. Yeah. Public health is the fact that we are interconnected as a society. We all eat the same shit during a yeah. pandemic. Yep. Yep. And the other thing, the other thing that that is super upsetting with these anti-vaxxers is I keep on seeing these videos and there was one posted to our Facebook page recently. Um, by the way, uh, the new employee that we have, Sarah, is absolutely crushing it on Facebook. You're not watching our Facebook feed. She's posting some really great stuff on there. And, Big uh, shout go to say Sarah. hi to her. Yeah, go say hi to her. Go say uh, send a message to her. And uh, also- She's so much better than Ian. She's- <laughs> Don't you like her better? See, so just hold on, pause. Don't okay. you just like her as a person better than Ian? Because I, I do. I, th I, think, I think that goes for a lot of people though. It's not just her- I yeah. like her. I like her better. I like so many people better than I like Ian. Like so uh, many. People. That's true. You that know what is I mean? True. Like, like it's just, yeah. it's a very low bar to slither under. 
Um, but in any case, uh, I, I can't wait to hear if Ian hears this because he doesn't listen to the show. That's the other thing too. He's given Ian up. Doesn't, Ian doesn't listen. So he might not hear this and he might not play anything underneath it or say anything. He might do anything. It might just go right past and he'll never know. He'll never know that we're talking. part of why I don't like Ian. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like kicking the balls or Ian. I don't know. How hard's the kick? In any case, there was, uh, there was this thing posted and this woman was essentially talking about what the vaccine does to you and how the vaccine, she's using all this sort of jargon. And there's a, an actual scientist who's listening at the same time to this TikTok and basically correcting her as it's going through. So this scientist is listening to her talk and she's like, oh no, that's not what that does. That, no, the B cells do that. The DNA doesn't do that. So she's basically just correcting what this woman is completely fucking up, right? This anti-vaxxer is completely just lying to you, but using jargon to make it sound like she knows what she's talking about. But, you know, they all sort of lean back to, I'm not taking that vaccine because of all the side effects. And you're like, look, we've been giving this vaccine to people for a year now. It's been a year yeah. because there, it was been in testing before, well before the public got it. And there hasn't been anything that has come out that has shown that there's any side effects at all. The tiniest side effects that came out from the Johnson & Johnson, those side effects were for a certain small subgroup and they were six in a million. So it was a very small group and they stopped and they said, you know what? It's not enough to stop the vaccine. So let's move on. Well, there, there is, there, uh, there is for, for the, for the mRNA vaccines, there, there is a very small, almost vanishingly small number of people who suffer para, pericarditis, which is a. Oh yeah. I saw this too. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, statistically it is, I mean, you're, you're, it's a lightning thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, it's, it, you are fine, it, but it, it does, there is some small risk. Yeah. Of this there's, pericarditis there's, reaction. There's two, there's two things that are very, very, very small risk, right? Tiny, minute, yeah. super small risk that if you take it, but it's but your chances of beating COVID are way worse, right? Like your right. chances of yeah. getting COVID and then and then not having lingering side effects or dying are way worse than the, than these than these side effects. But these people all say, like, um, you know, the side effects, side effects, and they make it sound like the side effects are these worst, these terrible, terrible things. And no, they're not, nobody's exhibiting anything like that. Nobody's right. exhibiting any There's of these no problems. Evidence. There's no evidence for any of these problems, but, the, but yet they somehow still gain ground because they say things with a, with a sort of a, a stupid confidence yeah. and it's well, they, insane. Yeah. They, they say it with a stupid confidence. And then that fucking, that message is so easy to amplify now that message, that message moves like it moves yeah. at this incredible speed. I, yeah. I read something uh, the other day, one of these fucking anti-vax things was like, you know, I, I'm a former Marine and, you know, you can't tell me the vaccines are safe because we got injected with all kinds of shit when I was, you know, signing up for the Marines. And I saw people foaming at the mouth and soldiers dying and all these like people gave them vaccines and we turned blue and grew an extra head and all this crazy shit. And I was just thinking like, no, asshole, that 100% never happened. Yeah. You're a fucking asset. You have a financial value to the military. Like they're not just like, ah, I just fucking, they're giving you the vaccine because they don't want you to get sick because it takes you out of service. Yeah. That's the reason they give you these vaccines. Not because they're just like, I don't know, don't have anything else to do with these soldiers. Why don't we stick yeah. vaccines in them? They, exactly. The, the, the incentive is to keep these people safe so that they can be trained to do their work. And to do their job, not to be like, well, I don't know. We just lose one out of 10 for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There's no evidence for any of this. 
but it amplifies, man. It moves, it shares, and the more people see it, the more likely they are to believe it just by virtue of having seen it a lot. Hi, my name is Carla Shaw. You can stop at five or six stores or just one. I don't need friends. They disappoint me. So this story is from Right Wing Watch, and it's just fucking pure, like, Ouroboros at this point. That's what this is. This is just nom, nom, nom. We're eating ourselves now. (laughs) Uh, Mike Lindell accuses True News of being a fake news front established by Media Matters. And I was like, dude, you were half right. You were half right. (laughs) And that's, that's more right, Cecil, than Mike Lindell has ever been. It's very half true. Right it's, is half right. A major improvement. Half right is a major improvement. All right, so let's let's do this. So now this is a while. We're going to play this for a bit. Tom and I will try to interrupt when we see fit. There's probably going to be long stretches of this where we don't, but we will play it until we feel like we need to interrupt. So this is uh, this is actually Rick Wiles who's going to be play playing Mike Lindell on his show. <laughs> he went on his. Uh Frank's speech platform, and he made another statement about True News. Yes, this this is one where he, he actually says he does know who True News uh, is, an organization. He says it's a fake news outlet. Oh. We might be able to tie him back here to Antifa. We're, we're Allegedly, we're looking into that. All these media guys that were there, that were letting people in with their media badges and using masks to disguise themselves, like Zach started wearing a mask, I think, on the second day. These guys, we're gonna, we're gonna bring it. It's all gonna come out. If you wear the mask on the second day, you're not in disguise. <laughs> you showed everybody who you were the entire first day, and now, and now they can match the top half of your head to the rest of your head. <laughs> Look, if if you walk into the lobby not wearing pantyhose on your face, yeah, and then you walk up to the teller. You don't say, oh, excuse me, Hold and on. then put the pantyhose over your head. Yeah, the only way you're allowed to do that, though, Tom, is if you scream time out before you do <laughs> <laughs> You see, you didn't know who I was before I had. Anyway. Time out. Time in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't arrest me if I was on glue. That's You can't do it. Are you a cop? You have to tell me you're a cop. Oh, my God. They they wore masks the second oh. day. What? Did he suddenly get recruited by George Soros the oh, second day? It's so amazing. He leaves and George is waiting outside. Say, hey, buddy, want to buy a mask? Yeah. <laughs> so George opens George opens his coat and there's just masks <laughs> hanging inside. First one's free. First mask is free. That's how you hook them. You uh, hook them with these masks. Amazing. <laughs> Which is a fake news outlet. Uh, we have we have Zach on video with all these people. My, we have an intelligence counterintelligence team that was there. We're going to investigate all of them. Who has counterintelligence team? I know you said we're going to play this. I'm sorry. I promise I'll let you see. So I, I will. And I know you told that mostly for me. But like, who has counterintelligence teams? You're just some guy. <laughs> Does Cecil, they, he know, owns man. his own network of fucking babble bullshit. Do we have a counterintelligence team? <laughs> Is Ian our counterintelligence? He's not even an intelligent team member. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm banging on him pretty hard right now. Pretty hard today. Yeah. Yeah. I have a report from, from our counterintelligence, <laughs> the people that were there. Um, they've given me this report, and this will be ready by tonight. Um, Antifa, um, they, on our counterintelligence, Antifa, 
Uh, they were the individuals <laughs> were, were working with True News, which is a fake news site established by Media Matters for America. Uh, we believe Zachary Patrizo and um, Salon was involved. We've got them all on tape colluding with masks on. There were people there that said they were from Fox News, but those we believe those were also infiltrators because Fox News was not there. But when you use masks, Brandon, to get into things, I mean, pe bad people, just like you go back to the riots across America, they're using masks now to do, to do bad things. As they, as hey, I got to say this, Edward. I am the first person to be accused of being both a white nationalist and an Antifa domestic terrorist. <laughs> no, actually, every yeah. single person that, in, that invaded the Capitol is also that, too. Right. Yeah, just you are you know, like the white nationalists they, because, are all domestic terrorists. Well, well, <laughs> he's saying Antifa do, domestic terrorists, but but as soon I don't know if you remember, but as soon as that happened, the the assholes right. invaded, they were white nationalists, but then immediately right afterwards, no, it was all Antifa. So they were accused of being both at the same time too, and they just happened to be the ones who caused an insurrection in the Capitol. So that is you know the first one. Rick, you're just you're just in a very very special group of people that are also <laughs> assholes. Oh boy, I pull it off. How about that? You did it, Rick. You a should white get an award. nationalist, left wing Antifa domestic terrorist. That that is so bonkers. What I just heard, I really is sad, um, Mr. Lindell. I, I don't know one person at Media Matters. And if they're funding us, their checks are late. <laughs> they're about twenty two years a good late. It is, but it's so funny because, like, he accuses so many people, though, Tom, of being I know. Soros funded. It's, I, it's like he's so close. He's I, so, I, he's I know. so close. You just want to give him a little nudge. You're like, Rick, you're so fucking close, dude. Yeah. All you got to do is just lean over just a little because you're fucking, you've been accusing people of the exact same thing for decades. Yeah. But the thing is, Cecil, he knows he's lying when he does it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there is no cognitive distance. When you make some, everyone is aware of when they're lying. Yeah. It's not like you're lying and you're like, I don't know when I made that up out of whole cloth. If that, like he, he's not getting this. He's not, he is just straight out. This guy's been doing this for fucking years. Yeah. He just makes shit up. He's not reporting shit. Other people say a lot yeah. of what this motherfucker spouts off is some nonsense he just made up off the top of his head. I think he might have repeated his own bullshit to himself often enough that he might have tricked himself into believing it. But the first time he said it, man, he just fucking made it up. Yeah. The guy's yeah. a fucking liar. Because I've had to get on my knees and pray every day and, and uh, for the funds to come in from donations from people around the world. There's another way to get on your knees and get in donations too, <laughs> but it's different. It's different. Antifa. Uh, no, we didn't smuggle any Antifa people in. I, that just, that just didn't happen. I don't know one <laughs> single Antifa member. So Rick, where's all this coming from? I Somebody's mean, feeding uh, Mr. Lindell a lot of bad information. And I think he should wise up and uh, take a look at who he's surrounded himself with and whether somebody has gotten inside his group and they are now... He <laughs> needs counter, counter, counter intelligence. Like, he needs some spy versus spy versus spy versus spy shit. He's got to have his spies count off. Okay, <laughs> you got to count the number of agents. Are you a double, triple, quadruple, you know, quintuple agent? You've got to let me know. You have to tell me 
You have to tell me <laughs> if I ask you. You have to tell me what level of agent you are. And I are you only keep a bomb the, behind your back. And I only keep the even ones. I throw away the odd ones. I keep the even ones. Oh my god! Um, is the top still spinning or is it not still spinning? I can't exactly, remember what right? that means. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into a clown. Yeah, you know destroying what? his own credibility. Yes, they're destroying you know his credibility. <laughs> okay, so he has this. This is amazing. Big, you know, show to show truth, right? Mm -hmm. Just that statement alone about disparaging us yes. just ne neglects all that stuff that he might have been true because that is blatant lies what he's saying. I mean, it's just, that well, discredits him. But he said that he's got a counterintelligence team that is giving him this report. Is that Mossad? Through uh, Dirty Dershowitz? You've got to throw the, he's just the Jews. He he's throws got the every Jews time, under the bus. Every the, time he's got to be like, "There's a if something bad happens, uh, it, it was, was the Jews." <laughs> Holy time shit! Something bad happens. It was a Jew. Just like every time you hear a bell ring and Angel gets his legs, every time something bad happens, it was a Jew who did it. It's this amazing. No matter what, stop. he's just got a hat tip to the Jews every time. Oh like when he drops his hot dog out of his butt, he's just like looks over. He's like, "Is that a Jew? Did a Jew knock my hot dog?" Out of my bun. He's just, he cannot stop himself. Oh Every my God. single time he's got a hat tip to the bad Jews. Wow. Wow. Oh, Man, I was amazing. just on a no. I did uh, a crazy Mike Lindell with his fucking broom mustache and his weird yeah. pillow. Yeah. And he's like, well, maybe it was a Jew. It was probably a Jew that tricked it's him. It's amazing. It's amazing Jesus. that he immediately does that. But, but what's so great is, again, these guys are all so close. Yeah. You say something so outrageous, something so false. Why should people believe you? And yep. then you got to stop. Then you got to look around <laughs> and you got to go. I hope nobody puts one and one together. But yeah, I know. Like right now, man, your advice is vet your sources. Yes. And it's like, all right, but, um, but they're nope, watching true uh, news. But I, mm, it's just, I, I'm consuming oh. this because I turned you on and you're a liar all the time. And now you're telling me to beware of liars and I don't right. know what to think anymore, Rick. It, it'd be it's like amazing. me being like, don't trust people named Tom. Oh, it's so Wait a good, minute. Man. That's going to come is, back to me. That is definitely going to come back I to me. I love how tasty this whole thing is though, because even they are incredulous with counterintelligence. <laughs> Like, what is he talking about? They can't even stop each other and say, is he fucking serious with this counterintelligence right. bullshit? But they still have to jibe at him. a little. They're jabbing him a little. They're jabbing yeah. him just a little. It's so good. I love, I want to see all these sources just eat each other. I want to see them just fucking gnaw on each other's face and destroy each other. That's well, what now, I like, see. The, the Q people are like turning on pastors and stuff and being like, that's a pedophile. They are all, this is happening, man. It's fucking yeah. hyenas, man. It's it's all yeah. it's hyenas all the way down. Yeah, it's a hundred percent happening, and I and I it can't happen to uh, to to better people. You know what yep. I mean? Like like yep. this is this is exactly who it needs to happen to. It needs to happen to the liars and the people who've been peddling their lies, and they need to have have each of these other liars needs to start pointing their finger and shrieking like it's the end of fucking invasion of the body snatchers, where everybody every one of these liars just looks at each other and goes. Ah! <laughs> and then they all just fucking eat each other's face and then they die. And that would be the greatest thing that ever happened to humanity when all these liars just eat each other. What the, what the hell is that sound? Is that a landline? Hello? Hey, Gary. 
Ian, where are you? We have to do the ad. Uh, I'm downtown. Well, get back here. We need to do the ad. But we're doing it right now. Huh? Well, I'm phoning it in. What are you talking about? You said we should phone in the next ad. No, Ian, that's not... Yeah, it's really what... difficult to find a payphone. That's not what I meant, but forget it. Just come back and let's do the ad that's... for real. But I have a mic and everything set up already. You brought a mic with you? No, no, no. The mic is next to you. Wait. Have you just had this mic next to me recording since you left? Well, yeah. Okay, so we are definitely not using that audio because some things were happening here. Never mind. Couldn't you just have recorded on your side so that you heard me through the phone? Yeah, but I couldn't figure out how to bring your voice changer effect to the payphone and then record myself through the phone. Okay, Ian, I'm done with you breaking the fourth wall every ad read. I'm out. Wait, Gary! No! And I'm unplugging the phone, too. Oh my god, there's another landline with a different ring that differentiated it from the first one? No, no, I'm not answering that. No, I'm not answering it. No. So this week, Tom, we read Hallucinations, chapter six in Demon Haunted World. And uh, this is this 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 chapter starts out with a list of things that we're selling in UFO universe. And these are a list of all the different like headline little ads that we're selling in it. And they are all just boner pills and sea monkeys and Atlas kicking fucking sand in your face. And they're half that good, though. Seriously, a lot of these are. Uh, a lot of these are really just for the absolutely credulous. And so there's this huge list of stuff that's selling in there or headlines that are in there that are absolutely, they don't have anything to do with UFOs, but they're 100% credulous. And he says, he says, what's the common thread that binds these ads together? Not UFOs, 
Surely it's an expectation of an unlimited audience gullibility. <laughs> and I think I think that's amazing. It's such a great way to start this chapter up because then he continues on to talk about, he, he moves on from that point from UFOs to talk about the very famous UFO case of the shared memory of the hills, uh, the UFOs, the two UFOs, there, there were a, they were a couple that were driving away from a place. They thought they saw something in the sky. They thought they got out and then they came back to their house and they had this essentially like uh, sort of lost time that they said later on, but it was really probably just a shared memory and uh, and and uh, not a shared memory, a shared false memory. And then a uh, some of that regressed memory therapy when they put you under hypnosis and you talk. So there's there was there's probably something to do with that. This couple, this hill couple, they wind up being uh, the the subject of a, a movie in the in the seventies or eighties. One of them writes a book. Uh, there's, there's sort of this, they've been talking about this alien abduction for years. And this alien abduction essentially was they, they went on a ship and the, they showed them around. And it, all alien abductions <laughs> seem to have the very same, very similar, uh, very similar uh, pieces. All they all have yeah. very similar pieces. But th- there's, there's followed a very simple recipe. And all of the things that they describe could easily be described as things that they saw in TV or movies, right? Because they're they're very similar to those things that were portrayed years before they were ever quote unquote abducted. Right. And so he goes on to great pains to to describe that. And then he he spends a lot of time talking about specifically about like how bad the human body is at at this sort of thing. At you know we're we're bad with memory. We're bad with um we're bad with hallucination. The human body can hallucinate all the time. Our senses are not perfect, and and really, the chapter winds up uh, the chapter winds up ending uh, in on that sort of note that basically is like we can't really be trusted with this sort of thing. There's been years of these of these UFO uh, of these UFO reports, years of these abductions, years of reports of these abductions, and there's never been a single shred of credible evidence. And most of it can be chalked up to, look, these are probably just hallucinations that people are having or delusions that people are having. Yeah, I, it, a couple of things occurred to me when, when I read this chapter. And, and the first is, um, you know, the, the UFO thing is really just the, that's really just a, a sign of the times that the book was written in, right? But all of those same ideas apply to whatever the new flavor of the month is. The flavor of the month back in the 90s, X-Files, et cetera, was very much driven by this like cultural interest in and as a result, belief in UFO stuff. And a lot of that has waned, but it doesn't change any of the truths that are behind what Carl is getting at, right? Which is you should not implicitly trust your senses. You should not implicitly trust your own personal experience as a, a a perfect arbiter of truth. Yeah. That is an important thing to know. The meat does weird things sometimes. And if we're going to say something really deeply unlikely is true, we need to have something that backs that up, which is more than just your own personal anecdotal yeah. experience or the collected anecdotal experiences of other people who may have simpler explanations as to how they got to their story. Sure, sure. And so I, I, I just, as I'm reading this, I'm like, you know, this is all kind of a, of its time examples. 
the 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 space alien stuff. That that stuff is much less popular now. But it was really popular in the '90s. The lessons aren't different. Yeah. And and when you were pointing out that original, I had a note on this too. That that very original piece where he's talking about like here's all these what all these like ads have in common. And it's the gullibility. One way that you can vet your sources is to look at not just who advertises on a particular uh, um, venue that you might be reading or medium that you might be reading or looking at, but what are they trying to sell you as far as ideas go? Because all ads are trying to sell you an idea, right? They sell you an idea and the product follows the idea. And if you can see the commonality of ideas that thematically bind the advertisers on a medium, you can get a sense of who they think their customer is. Yeah. And if you don't want that customer to be you, if you're like, they think their customer is an asshole. They think their customer is a dupe. They think their customer is a fucking dimwit. They think they're, if I don't want to be those things, I probably shouldn't be on this page because that that isn't an accident. That is the result of incentivized research. The the best thing about this though is you're 100% right because again, this is market driven. Those people know their market. They 100% know their market. And if they're selling you fucking boner pills that don't work, you're a fucking guy who buys boner pills that don't work. Yep. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Think about that you're the target yes. of an herbal boner pill. That's yep. what you are. Well, Tom yep. and I have been approached by a lot of different advertisers for the show. Many different advertisers throughout the, the years that we've been doing this. And there's been times that we've we've gotten messages from places that were ready to, to give us advertisement. And we said, nah, we're not interested because it was a product that we did not think anything good was going to come out of it. We're like, no, that's not, we don't believe in that product. We don't think that product's good. We don't think that product's a thing. And so, yeah, like a hundred percent, there's been times that people have approached us with that stuff. And that's not a thing that we sell. We just don't sell that stuff. So, um, and, and that's why, because uh, one, I don't, I think that we'd be made fun of if we sold. Yeah. I would make fun of us if we were selling. Like I I couldn't look myself (laughs) in the face if I was going to sell you, if I was going to sell you some goop like product, right? If I was going to sell you some goop like product, I would feel like if I was going to sell you a fucking, a a, a piece of salt that you put a light bulb under and ionized your room, I would feel like an (laughs) asshole and, and and you wouldn't buy it. And I would feel like an asshole for asking you to buy it. Right. Right. I don't feel like an asshole for asking you to buy buy fucking anal oil because I know people like to use anal oil. And I'm like, right. cool, use it up. Use that just slip and slide, baby. Do what you got to do. Gloria, check out. But the, I, I'm 100% behind that product because it's been a sex positive show since the beginning. You know, one of the things that, you know, is, is very obvious in this chapter is something that you touched on before. Like you said, you already said the meat is not, you know, your Reliable. meat is not 100% accurate. Like we, we, we fucking this, this thing that is fucking all these synapses and electrical codes and shit, that's not accurate. And you know, when you think about how complex the human eye is, right? The human eye sees fucking, basically sees light waves. Like we see that shit at the reflection of light waves. And there's an awesome bit by Richard Feynman in one of these things where he's talking about science. And he talks about, imagine if there was a, a bug on top of a water that could feel in the water, these reflections, these ripples 
in the water and tell you what the shape of the thing that fell into the water was. So let's say it had its hands on the water and you dropped a a banana in the water and it could tell you just from the ripples that it was a banana. He said, your eyes are doing that for you right now. He said, that's what your eyes are doing. They're basically being able to sense what those ripples are and say, that's a, a wall. That's a TV screen. That's a computer keyboard. That's what your brain does all the time. But that's not super accurate all the time either, right. right? Like it's 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 sometimes it's, you know, reflections are sometimes hard. Things that are in the dark or, you know, sometimes your light, light plays tricks on you. And, and there's there's been so many times in my life. I mean, every night I when I go to, uh, I, if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I have double doors near my bathroom that are glass. And every time I see myself in them and I know it's me, but there's a half a second where I'm like, is that a person? Because right. my brain is fucking in sleep mode and I'm looking and there's a, there's a human size shape there. It used to happen when I was in my old house with Gary. If I would walk in a room with Gary for a half a second, I would be like, is there a human being in this room? Because your brain isn't, you know, and so there's lots of ways that you can trick yourself and lots of ways that you can freak yourself out. And, you know, Carl is just going through sort of a list of those ways that your brain is something. He talks about sleep paralysis in this. I've had sleep paralysis. It's terrifying, but it's a natural phenomenon. You ever play with like those optical illusions? Like, do you see two faces or a candlestick or whatever? But our brains are always making these decisions. And we do we do all of that work in almost entirely subconsciously. And you you, you only have to look and play with some of those like optical illusions, which are fun to look at. Like, oh, look, I now I see the candlestick, right? But yeah. the candlestick shape was always there. And yeah. your brain is always making these decisions. It's always, and you're, so are your, yeah. so is your, it's doing it for all of your senses. And then it combines the data from all of those senses. And it does it microseconds after microsecond after microsecond, your brain isn't working in real time. Your brain is processing information that's always a little bit in the past. Sure. You know, something happens, the light waves, to use the sight example, have to reach your eye. Your eye moves that information to your, or moves that to your brain. Your brain processes it, interprets it, and then I see or interpret what I see. So things can go wrong in that chain. Anecdotal evidence from the body, if it's extraordinary should be taken with an extraordinary grain of salt. Yeah. And that's it, and that goes for everything that that you say like, wow. That that is the only time ever that I have had that experience. Yeah. Either all the laws of physics have changed all of a yep. sudden. Yep. Or my body fucking did a weird thing. Take yeah, drugs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Your body does your 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 brain gets fucking weird on drugs. It's the same brain. Yeah. Yeah. It just did a different chemical thing right now. There's ways to trick yourself into thinking there's all kinds of things happening sensorily around you. Because we're not great at senses. Like we're not, like our senses are good, but they're not amazing, right? They're not perfect. And so we we sometimes trick ourselves all the time. And I think Carl is just really, really, really laying down a foundation to try to make sure people understand that, you know, yes, you can discount Aunt Jeannie's time that she said there was a ghost on her chest. Yes, yeah. you can discount that. It's cuz that cuz more more likely than not it was fucking sleep paralysis. Yep. There is there is, the thing is that we have yet to encounter a single verifiable instance where a more, more prosaic explanation was not the explanation. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
here, there are there there is a laundry list of things we used to have supernatural explanations for that have turned out to be natural. Yeah, there is that list is enormous. There is no list of things we thought were natural that turned out to be supernatural yeah, that we don't know what they do now. We're not. Right. Yeah, that list doesn't that list doesn't change. I really like too. There's a part part of this chapter where Carl very briefly mentions that he sometimes is in contact with aliens that people say they're in contact with aliens and you oh, can yeah. ask the aliens anything. And he always asks them a really stupid, that's like a mean, stupid, complex question <laughs> that only an alien would understand and they never respond to them. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, no. Nah. But he says if he asks them if they should be good or if he should be nice, they immediately can espouse on those things because that's real easy. He said, right. but if he asks them what's Fermat's lost proof or whatever, they're just like, they're just like, like oh. They don't even respond because he asks Still hasn't been found because <laughs> he can't. He can't send them and just ask that question because clearly an alien would know that. So he has to send them like a big giant equation <laughs> and then just look at it and probably just toss that shit right in the uh, garbage uh, because it's a dude at the other end, right? Right? It's just a dude. And uh, yeah, so some aliens I, like, oh man, I shouldn't have majored in the liberal arts. Fuck, <laughs> philosophy alien, <laughs> man. No, I should have gotten into STEM. <laughs> Next time, the, the the namesake of the book is the chapter, The Demon Haunted World. So The Demon Haunted World is the next chapter, chapter seven in Demon Haunted World. We'll be reading that next week. Hope you join us. Tom is reading this for patrons. If you're a patron, you can get Tom reading the chapter to you. You guys can also buy this book on Audible. You can find this book, uh, I think, on Barnes & Noble, a couple other places. A Books, other used bookstores have this book. This book is great for your bookshelf, so pick it up. So I want to thank our patrons. We didn't thank our patrons last week, so we want to thank them this week. New patrons, Junie, maybe, Jennifer, Jessica, Eric, Matthew, Dan, Kate, another Matthew. So you're telling me for that $1 per episode, Tom will read Demon Haunted World to me? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> One thing, yes, that is true. Yep. Zapostate, Kivik Lunch, I don't know if I said that right. I apologize. Michael RN, Jenny Ray, Will, McConnell's quivering neck scrotum. <laughs> That's good. Outstanding. Gross. People who up their pledges, Alex, and then upped my pledge because Cecil said my name wrong when I became a patron. It's Layla, pronounced Layla. Thank you so much. Been listening for nine years. <laughs> Thank you for making me, my mistake, your patron name, Layla. That's we so appreciate great, it. Actually. Uh, and the next one is making warrant officer money now so I can pay you assholes more. <laughs> Neil, so nice. Carrie, and then Michael RN, who just became a patron, up their patronage. So thank you so much wow. for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. We have, I'm going to go out and say it. I think we have the best team in podcasting. The we really have we pay, an awesome team. The people we pay, Ian is top notch at the two things he does for this show. <laughs> and, and Sarah's, absolutely amazing so we, we we pay these people because you pay us thank you so much you guys pay our comcast bill you guys buy us dinner once a week and so we can't thank you enough for that so we want to go over some email uh we got a message from this is from uh michael rn and uh he sends a long message about finding us and also growing up sort of conservative and being conservative in arkansas 
Uh, and I was a conservative a long time ago, so don't feel don't feel bad, Michael. But he puts this at the bottom. He says, you know, just out here in the twilight, twilight zone, it's important for me and my wife and my son to hear other people say the things that we believe. You're very important to us. Sometimes we can imagine that maybe we're not crazy and all hope is not lost. And we, we recognize that we are sometimes the only voice of sanity in some people's area. We recognize that. And so we wanted to mention your, your message, especially Michael. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for listening. We're glad to have you. And, um, you know, he also mentions that he's an ICU nurse. Thanks for doing that work because you don't have yeah. to. Yeah. It's a brutal job now for sure. Got a message from Aaron and Aaron said, guys, I do have one question regarding your concealed carry story. Respectfully, do you see yourselves going back in a few years to renew something you admittedly say is basically unsafe and pointless? I thought about getting a permit, but now I really don't see the point. Aaron, here's the thing. If, if you were going to carry a gun on you and you think that you can do it safely, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm not morally opposed in some ways for people to go through rigorous training and then train themselves after the fact and then carry a, a pistol with them. I just feel like the things that you have to do to slither under that bar in the in the United States in what is considered the hardest state in the in the nation to carry in is I think it's pathetic. I think frankly it's pathetic what we allow people to do. You're asking whether or not I'll go back and do it. I will. And I will because the only way I would know how pathetic it is is if I paid that money to do it. And I want to see if it ever changes, right? Yeah. I will be honest with you. If it changes, if I go back and there's a hard-nosed concealed carry renewal course that I have to take more hours and they have to quiz me and they're they're much more rigorous, I'll let you know that. I won't lie to you. I'll tell you the absolute truth of what happens next five years when I go back. I don't feel like that's going to be the case. I have a feeling I'm going to call somebody up and they're going to sit me down in their living room on a TV tray and I'm going to watch a fucking presentation that I don't have to watch and then I'm going to shoot something 15 times and I'm going to get my fucking CCL again. That's yep. what I think is going to happen. If it doesn't get even easier. Yeah, no, there's a possibility that they might not even require it. Yeah. They might not even require a refresher course. They might just yeah. say, give us $150. To, to the point about whether or not getting your license is unsafe and useless, I will say that my opinion is that carrying a gun is both unsafe and offers you no value. I, yeah. I personally, I don't think that I've seen any evidence that demonstrates that you're safer because you have your gun. I think there's a lot of evidence that demonstrates you're less safe in demonstrable, statistically valid ways. And I don't think the likelihood of you using your gun in a way that protects you or other people outweighs those risks. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm in the exact same campus, Tom. I don't feel like I would ever feel safer on on myself, but I am also a white guy. I'm a guy. I never really feel like I'm in danger anyway, because I'm a guy. I'm a bigger guy. So I don't ever really feel like I'm in danger. And I'm also a white dude. So I also don't ever really feel like I'm in danger. So I can't speak from any other position than this privileged position that I've lived in my entire life. And True. I will tell you from a white guy position, I never feel safer, but I am not a, you know, a small black trans woman. So I can't tell you if I would feel safer or not with a gun. Very true. So you make your own decisions based on that. Uh, email scams, Tom. We got a message from Ryan. And Ryan sent in a message. Tom talked about a potential email scam about his in his industry where people sent you a fake email and say, hey, I told you to deposit your money in this account, but I changed the account. And he heard the story on our show, Tom. A couple weeks or a couple months afterwards, somebody sent him a, an email and said, hey, by the way, I want you to change it to this other account last minute. And he just out of nowhere thought, you know, maybe I should call the guy. He does. It was a fucking spoof email. 
It was a scam. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. I'm so glad that I told that weird industry-specific story and it helped somebody else. Yeah. Fuck those scammers. Fucking A. And, and you're absolutely right. 100% that money would have been gone in seconds if it oh, went yeah. into it's, that other place. It's gone and there's no way to trace it and no one is responsible but nope. you. So good for you to, for catching it. And yeah, those, those wire frauds, you check, triple check. You make it annoying you check so much. That's yep. how you do it. We got a bunch of messages about Ian's ad break this last week, and Ian really knocked it out of the park. If you have not heard Ian's ad, if you're a patron, you can listen to it on Patreon. We load we load the ads for people to listen to if they want to. Um, they can, of course, always skip over the ad if they see and they hear Ian or Gary's voice. You can easily just stop playing. I know people complain, oh, it's in my Patreon feed and I pay not for ads. We put it in there so if someone wants to listen to it, they can. You're not required to listen to every <laughs> single thing that comes through Patreon. But uh, but if you haven't heard it, go check it out. Ian really did a great job of a bunch of parody songs. Very, very funny shit. Uh, we got a message from Jessica. And Jessica said uh, they met a COVID survivor this week. Their case started out mild and ended up having them put them in the hospital after suffering a, stro- uh, suffering a stroke and a, a weakened heart. And they basically had their body ravaged. They're in their late 20s and 30s, healthy and fit, and they returned to work after six months of recovery. And that wasn't even the Delta variant. We are hearing part, uh, stories about, some real horror stories about young people, young, young yep. people yep. really being very, very sick and young people dying because of the COVID, the COVID crisis that's happening now. And, and you're seeing it happen in the United States, how, how deadly and how easily transmitted Delta is just because look in all those places all across America that dealt with the first round of the pandemic, even before the, uh, the vaccine with little or no problem because they're, they're, they, they were outside enough and there wasn't enough transmission but now that it's something that is that is as as easily spreadable as Delta, you're seeing all these places all over our 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 country are just they're they're just they're just being Destroyed, ravaged by man. Delta, just crushed. Uh, we got a message from Seth, and Seth sent in a message and said, basically, to get a fucking concealed carry license in, in Georgia, you have to walk into the fucking courthouse, pay a fee, and go to the sheriff's office to get fingerprinted, and then you just read one page of rules, and then that's it. That's like literally it. Yeah. And the, the list of places in Georgia where you cannot carry are shorter than his email. In, in <laughs> Illinois, there were 24 categories yeah. of places. Yeah. Categories. Not just right. places. Not just places. places. 24 yeah. categories of yes. places. Yes. Tom, we got a message from Vice Rhino. I figure we should just read this. Listening to your segment on Demon Hunter World today made me think of a time when I was working as a server at the Rainforest Cafe. And in the back of this dingy, dark cave that they call a restaurant, there was a family taking pictures of the animatronic gorilla and getting more and more excited with every picture. They stopped me as I walked by and asked me to take a picture. So I did. And there was an orb just above the gorilla. They then had me look at their previous pictures, which all had orbs in roughly the same place. Being someone who knows how these orbs usually happen, I pointed their camera somewhere else in the restaurant and saw the same orb in the same place in the picture. Upon closer inspection, there was a hair stuck to the camera that was reflecting the flash back into the lens. (laughs) So no matter where you pointed the camera, the orb would be in the same spot. 
They were somewhat, this is the best part, they were somewhat dejected when they learned of the mundane origin of the orbs, but hopefully they learned a valuable lesson about the photographic evidence of ghosts. The moral of the story is to never work at a rainforest cafe ever, no matter how desperate you are for cash. <laughs> I love you had me going there for a while, but I really respect the ending, Vice yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we got a we got a, a video from Jeremy that is excellent. I will say I watched I watched this video. This is VFX artist debunk UFO footage, and it's really cool because they explain exactly how easy it is to debunk some of this really popular uh, UFO footage. And it's a short video, and uh, and it mostly has to do with shutters, guys. I mean, it genuinely has to do with shutters and the way cameras move. And they are hmm. awesome because they they sort of describe it and show it to you, and you're like, wow, that's actually exactly how that sort of like that. Really, it, it's kind of out. amazing. It's kind of amazing. So check it out. We'll post it on this week's show notes. Uh, we got a message from Joe, and Joe says, "I'm really enjoying Demon Hunter World. I cannot believe I've never read this before. Thank you so much for bringing the, for for engaging me." by doing this read, read along. Then she says, I'm accessing this book using NLS, a free service that offers braille and audiobooks to blind and print disabled folks. I have a disability that affects my vision. So I've been reading audiobooks this way for years and could not imagine my life without it. Please pass on this resource. I hope it helps other listeners. The website is loc.gov slash NLS. And, uh, and there's, I guess there's tons of resources for people who are, who have a visual, uh, disability. So we will, we will post that on this week's show notes. Thank you, Joe, for sending it in. So we got a message. This is from Mike and Mike said, Hey, if you're going to do a, a 666 episode, uh, abortion episode where you're going to fund a bunch of abortions, which Tom and I've already decided we've already pinked where we're going to do wait. that. It's in, it's fucking locked in. So we are a hundred percent going to do that. Um, and so, I think we should really distastefully like interview somebody with like a really squeaky voice and say they were an aborted fetus. Like we should a hundred percent like voke affect somebody's voice to anyway. So in any case, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be doing this, uh, this, this fundraiser and they suggested going with the national network of abortion funds instead of Planned Parenthood because direct more directly funds abortions. Uh, but we could also, if we choose Planned Parenthood, choose the local or state groups rather than a national group because you get more bang for your buck. So we will we will definitely take this into account when we make yeah, our absolutely. decision, Mike. Great Thank you for bringing that to our to our uh, to our attention. Okay, uh, Tom. Yeah. I want to read this. So this last week we talked about how great uh, our social media person is doing. They're doing a great job. But one of the posts that they post went a little viral. So Trevor Noah posted something on, and we we retweeted him, or we just took a picture and we posted on Facebook, and a bunch of people got super mad at us. And so <laughs> they started sending us messages. Well, Sarah, rightly so, turned off comments because people were being shitty. And here's the thing. We don't owe you a space to spout your garbage. Like, well, I don't owe you a platform on my platform to spout your garbage. I don't owe you that at all. So understand that if I ever delete anybody's comment or ban you from my page, it's because I don't owe you a space to talk to me. Like I don't owe you a space in the real world to talk to me. Like I could easily just walk away or close my door or drive away or whatever it is, hang up the phone. I don't owe you that in the real world. And I, I extra special don't owe you that <laughs> in the electronic world. So I don't owe that to you at all. So understand that if we delete you, I don't, this is nothing to do with free speech. It's everything with to do with you don't deserve to use my platform to spout your garbage. 
make your own platform. There's nothing stopping anybody in the world out there from creating their own platform on Facebook, using all their hours to cultivate listeners and viewers, and then make their own platform. Literally no barrier to entry. You can do this with zero (laughs) funds and all the time. Uh, I promise that if we can do it, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it too. The initial investment is not, is not high. It's not high. All it is is time. So go spend that time to do it. And so thousands and thousands of hours. And so here's the deal. I don't owe you that time. Sarah, the person who works for us does not owe you that time. So we can delete and ban you as we see fit. And we do all the time. Evidently we turned off comments and someone (laughs) who was so used to hearing their own voice and never, ever being turned away was so butthurt. They sent us a message. So this is from Ricky Tom. Go ahead and read it. All right. Now, guys, I'm reading this the way it was written. That's important. I would not speak this way. Why can't I reply to most of the posts? Makes no sense. Is there fear of freedom of speech here? Three, two, one, let's go. What again are Republicans saying about the Taliban taking over Afghanistan? Other than the absolute horrid pullout method that this Biden administration insists on rather than take advice from generals who know war? Did y'all also forget the Obama administration did the same thing? I'll be waiting for a while. I'll go ahead and assume middle finger. Keep our party out your uninformed mouth. Sent for my sent for my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) So Ricky is so used to having a platform. Here's the thing. Ricky is so used to always having his opinion forced down everybody else. Ricky lives such a privileged life that he's never, ever had anybody say, I'm not interested in what you had to say. And he was so fucking angry and so mad. Ricky went out of his way to find out who we were. And he sent (laughs) us a message. He sent us a message. So Ricky was so butthurt that he couldn't post this dumb fucking useless comment that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, Ricky was so mad he had to send it to us personally. And so I just got to say to all those people who couldn't post on those things that Sarah put out there, (laughs) go start your own thing. Hilarious that she's blocking you. I cannot endorse that enough. (laughs) I love to like, like these people make it seem like Biden had this terrible thing. When fucking Trump set up that fucking peace deal or whatever, he literally asked for nothing. He literally did the same thing with Kim Jong-un. The art of the deal walked into these fucking negotiations like, I'm such a hard-ass business negotiator. And then he basically said, spank me, daddy, when he went in there. Well, also, when Trump negotiated the uh, peace deal with the Taliban, he did not invite the sitting Afghan government to those negotiations. By not inviting the sitting Afghan government to those negotiations and shutting them out of it, he essentially guaranteed that the Taliban was recognized as the authority in Afghanistan. Yeah. It's not like he brokered a peace deal between the legitimate Afghan government and the Taliban. He negotiated directly with the Taliban absent the Afghan government. That's, that's a, that is a that is an explicit recognition that the power broker in Afghanistan is really the Taliban and yep. not the government we put in place. Yep, hundred percent. Fuck that guy. All right, so uh, we missed this week. Uh, we couldn't do a, uh, a live stream this week. We we apologize for that. Tom was having some problems at home. Uh, Haley is still very ill, and so uh, we had to record separately tonight. We're hoping that she starts to feel better, but we're not sure that that's going to happen. But we will be trying to put some technology in place so we can still do our live streams 
Uh, and Tom can just do it from home instead of traveling away from home and being away from Haley and uh, and possibly having to take her to the emergency room. So we want to make right. sure that that isn't a thing that we 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 miss. We 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 can put a technology in place. We're going to try to do that next week. No promises, but we're going to try to do a live stream next week. And we would really love you show up uh, if we do do one, uh, just to wish us well and uh, and wish Tom and Haley well. So show up. Uh, if we do one, we're hoping we'll let you know on social media. So check that social media out the day before the day of, and we'll have a hundred percent know by then whether or not we'll have a live stream next week, but we're hoping we will. Uh, but until then, you can always check out our old live streams. There's a bunch of old live streams and they're all really good. So go check them out. Go watch them. They're a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And while you're at YouTube or Twitch or whatever the hell you go, just do the like thing, hit it on Facebook, hit it on YouTube, wherever you're at, just make sure you subscribe and like, we have a lot more people who listen to the show than actually view our videos. And we, we think the videos are really fun. So we know you're out there. We know you listen. We just don't see that at all in any of the subscription numbers in any of the other places. So go to those places this week, take time out of your schedule, go to those places and like us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever, whatever your preferred medium is. And that way, when we do go live, you'll get a notification. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be back next week, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.